The LA Clippers were without Paul George on Wednesday night, the first of a back-to-back -back against the Dallas Mavericks, their last game of the regular season against the Dallas Mavericks, and they would make it nine straight games behind a late takeover from Kawhi Leonard, who does what he always does against the Dallas Mavericks and absolutely destroys them. How did the Clippers get their ninth straight win? 14-3 with a new starting lineup and the hottest team in the NBA. Going to be talking about it all on today's Locked On Streaking Clippers. You are Locked On Clippers, your daily Los Angeles Clippers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, sir. You are locking in with the Clips. Thank you for making Locked On Clippers the first listen of your day, your team every day. I'm your host, Darian Viziri, born and raised in the greatest city in the world with the hottest team in the NBA right now. And in my 19th season as a Clipper fan, you can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DimeDropperPod and subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, where I went live after both the Lakers and the Clipper game to talk about both teams. And of course, Locked On Clippers, free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, where I want you to, of course, subscribe and hit the notification bell and comment anything about this winning streak, what impressed you or made you a little nervous about this game, and just let's give Kawhi Leonard some more love, shall we? Because, oh my God, the Mavs killer. He is on an absolute tear right now. He always does this against the Mavs. But here are his last couple of games. 30 points. That was tonight. Or, I'm sorry, Wednesday night. 28 against Indiana in just 27 minutes on 67% shooting. 36 against New York on 75% shooting. 27 against the Warriors on 56% shooting. 31 against the Kings on 79% shooting. 34 against the Blazers on 58% shooting. 41 against the Jazz on 61% shooting. 17 against the Ma uh, Nuggets on 50% shooting. And 28 rebounds and 7 assists against the Warriors on 56% shooting. Those are the 9 wins in this winning streak. He has shot 50% or higher in every single game. He has scored 27, 27 plus points in his last 7 games. This guy is playing as well as anyone in the league right now. Joel Embiid probably playing the best of anyone in the league right now. But Kawhi Leonard is not that far off. The way he took over this game. Now, he was solid throughout. He was good defensively. He was efficient. But at the end of the game, when the Clippers needed him most, credit James Harden. He knew the assignment. He knew to get the ball to his best player. And Kawhi, he started out. And it was a sketchy game. I mean, the Clippers were up by 22 points in the first half. But you knew there was always going to be a Luka Doncic-led run. We were blitzing him all night with our fives, meaning Tyson Zubats. We were blitzing him all night. We were doubling him frequently. We were switching one through four, but doubling him a lot. And finally, they started making shots in the second half. Jaden Hardy hit five three-pointers. He was five for nine from deep for the Mavs. 
They shot 32.6% from three, so not that great. 14 for 43. Remember, no Kyrie Irving, no Derek Lively, no Josh Green. For the Clippers, no Paul George. He was sick, missing his second game of the season. Get well soon, PG. We have two wins now without Paul George, though. And that's part of the reason you bring in a James Harden for games like this. But thankfully, those games haven't been too frequent, and I hope they don't continue to be frequent. But game on the line, last couple of minutes, Kawhi Leonard gave me the first clear-cut blow-by against a good defender from the top of the key. The quickest between-the-legs change of direction I've seen him do since, wait for it, 2020. Right now, Kawhi Leonard looks like he's in 2020 shape right now, regular season-wise. I thought he was great in the 2021 regular season. I thought he was pretty damn great last season. But 2020, just the way he was closing games that season, the way he was still getting by guys, that was the best he had looked from an athletic standpoint as a Clipper for me. He's starting to look like that. And that's scary. I want to throw bold takes out there. I'm so afraid to make certain tweets on Twitter because right now I'm still knocking on that wood like the rest of everybody else of Clipper Nation. I don't want to say anything, say how appreciative I am for seeing this, and then... In the playoffs, I'm like, oh man, I miss Kawhi on the court. Like we've had, like we've said so many times throughout this five year, two, one, three period. So right now, I'm not saying stuff like that. I'm just saying that I'm thinking it, but I'm not actually going to say it. And I'm just enjoying the ride. 30 points in this game, 10 rebounds. And some of those were huge in the third quarter. The third quarter was the worst quarter for the Clippers. We got outscored 27 to 18, but I think Kawhi was the one calming presence Westbrook as well who I thought was spectacular in this game defensively and just his energy rebounding the second he came in being efficient scoring points but Kawhi the way he took over this game with that first blow by then he spun baseline and fed it to a cutting Norman Powell for an and one then he turned and faced jab stepped blew by baseline Derek Jones Jr. finished with a left-handed dunk and then The spin into the Euro step. I mean, this guy just completely took over. I've said it from the beginning, and I still stand by it. Kawhi, the closer. Paul George for that last shot with 30 seconds or less in the game. Unless we can get the ball to Kawhi 18 feet or closer. More like 15 feet or closer for me. I still prefer Paul George for that last shot. I know the Kawhi stands aren't going to like that, but I do. For his ability to get shots up easier, you know, off balance, going either direction, his size, the clean looks that he gets from distance as well. But the fact that Kawhi had the legs to get by guys like that at the end of the game, that's really encouraging. I can't even say much more about the way he's playing right now. I'm so happy with it. 12 for 22 in the game. So yeah, 30 points, 10 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, and a block. No turnovers on 12 for 22 shooting. The only thing is 3-ball finally came back. I don't want to say back to earth. He actually just had a bad three-point shooting game. One for six. He was five for five from the line. And I got to say, as a team, the Clippers continue to be spectacular from the line. 23 for 25 from the free throw line. 92% after what was a really slow start to the season shooting free throws. The Clippers win their ninth straight. 14 and three now with the new starting lineup. I thought... The defense was pretty solid. It had its moments where it was poor in transition, where we didn't do a good enough job on the boards. 
particularly to close quarters. The second and third quarter, the endings were really bad. That second quarter where we let the Mavs get three or four offensive rebounds in the same possession, and then Tim Hardaway made a three after like two misses, that was very frustrating, and it gave him the confidence and rhythm to hit that deep three to end the second quarter. So it wasn't a perfect game from the Clippers. We had some rough stretches, but the fact that we outscored them 35-28 in the fourth to come up with the 120-111 win, Kawhi Leonard is the standout. But coming up, going to be talking about everyone else. You know, without Paul George, we needed more from everyone, and we got enough to get the job done. Of course, the Mavericks were shorthanded without Kyrie, Josh Green, and Derek Lively, but you can only play who's in front of you, and the Clippers took care of business. Nine straight wins, the hottest team in the league, 17-10 and 10 on the season. We're one, game, one win away from being 500 on the road. We're 6-7 and seven on the road. 17-10 and 10 overall, now the fourth seed in the Western Conference. So if the season ended today, we'd have home court advantage. And yeah, let the good times roll. Coming up, going to be talking about the rest of the boys. I got to tell you a little something about eBay Motors. Our partners at eBay Motors have teamed up with Locked On Fantasy Basketball host and GOAT of Locked On, Josh Lloyd, to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. Whether you're prepping for a daily draft or scouting the waiver wire, every week we're going to provide you players that are guaranteed to fit on your roster. So let's see who Josh has picked out for us on this week's eBay's Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. I picked Brandon Pajimski earlier this week. But I'll tell you another person that I think you can make a solid pick with. That's Tari Eason. He's been playing a really good defense with the Houston Rockets. I see some of my Rockets fans on my uh, Twitter feed talking about how good he's been defensively, how he's one of the best defenders they have on the team. Josh has written that still coming off the bench, but it doesn't really matter as Ime Udoka has found minutes for him. He's a strong fantasy value per minute option who becomes useful to everyone as these minutes tick up. You know Udoka likes defense. Tari Eason plays defense. Josh Lloyd from Locked On Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship, and eBay Motors knows a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit. Same with your vehicle. What's your dream ride? What's a memory of a car you've loved? Do you remember a time when you had to fix the car to keep it running or a cool upgrade you really wanted? With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you can make sure your ride stays running smoothly. Brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. Clippers make it nine straight. They win it 120 to 111. Really high scoring games of late. The Clippers in this game shot 56% from the field. But get this we actually shot 14 less shots than Dallas and shot two less free throws. Why was that the case? Well, they got 12 offensive rebounds, 13 offensive rebounds actually, to our seven. And we turned the ball over. 14 times, they only turned the ball over 8 times. That being said, our defense was good. We held them to 43% from the field and 33% from 3. And they shot 70% from the line. Let's talk about Luka Doncic, 
who I thought, of course, as I said, we threw a bunch of blitzes at him. We started with Terrence guarding in, but you saw some Kawhi. Harden, I didn't think he had a very good defensive game in this one, but on Luka, he actually did a pretty solid job. Standing his ground in the post, you know he's strong. Uh, I just thought he got lost off the ball a couple of times, and there were certain instances where Derek Jones, who he was guarding, would crash the offensive glass, and we didn't see much of a real effort to box out from Harden there. And then sometimes when the Mavs would get second and third shots, he wouldn't match up quickly enough. He was kind of stuck in no man's land. Uh, And I thought in transition, he was lagging behind sometimes, especially that one time where he got a turnover at half court. Um, But overall, I thought he was solid defensively, just not as good as the last couple of games. Norman Powell, I thought he also in the bad stretches that we had, he didn't do a good enough job boxing out. But I've called Norman Powell out for that throughout the season that at times, especially when he gets switched on to bigger guys, he doesn't really make any effort to box out. But overall, I'm not going to complain with either of their performances as a whole. Amir Coffey, I thought, did a really good job defensively on Luka throughout the game. As I said, we were giving them... The switch, one through four, doubling him a lot, blitzing him when it was the bigs involved. And I thought Zoo and Tice did a really solid job of not getting the corner turned on them. And I like the strategy. You know, no Kyrie Irving, so make somebody else beat you. It worked. And when Luka went one-on-one, we did a good job of contesting and making it tough for him. Luka Doncic still was one rebound away from a triple-double. 28 points, 9 rebounds, 10 assists. But we forced him into five turnovers. We held him to 9 for 25 shooting, 2 for 11 from 3, and 8 for 14 from the foul line. Of course, Luka is going to just, you know, you just got to hope he misses. Sometimes it's just on him because he can get whatever shot he wants. But if you're telling me that Amir Coffey wasn't putting up good contests and staying physical and the guys on the team were just, were not staying disciplined, then you're lying. It was a very solid defensive game. Amir Coffey, you want to talk about next man up? He started in place of Paul George in this one. And again, we got a solid performance, including a big three in the fourth quarter. Amir Coffey was one of seven Clippers in double figures in this game. Talk about balance. 12 points for the Brewmaster to go along with five boards, three rebounds. I'm sorry, five boards, three assists, and a steal. He did turn the ball over three times, so he shouldn't be turning the ball over that much as a play finisher. Can take care of the ball a little bit better there. We want to see the turnovers around 9 to 11 is, you know, 11 is like the max. 12 maybe the max. After that, start getting a little too careless. 14 plus, too much. Amir Coffey shot 50% from the field, 3 for 6. 40% from 3, 2 for 5. And 4 for 4 from the line in 39 minutes. The way Amir Coffey is now broken into this rotation, one, I love it because he's a homegrown clipper. Two, He deserves this shot, and he's deserved it for a while. And three, a guy that's athletic, can knock down the open three, solid cutter. There was one time, though, where he was on the weak side corner, and he should have dove to the basket. It was so blatantly obvious when Zoo had the ball, and he didn't. It was either Zoo or Kawhi, someone in the post. But overall, solid cutter, good on the break, and he plays D. That's a guy, you know, with attributes that you want for your role players in the modern NBA. Now, James Harden. Even though he shot four for 12, and was two for eight from three and had four turnovers. I thought he was really solid. And without this, without him in this game, we don't win without his impact in this game. He was still creating a ton of good shots, pick and roll maestro, got Zubat some easy baskets, got Russ some easy baskets, made good entry passes, 
Made some really good passes to Zubats to end the second quarter. Three straight buckets, actually, to Zubats to end the second quarter. It was one when Derek Jones' head was turned. He threw it to Zoo right on the money in a tight passing window. Then he had a post-entry pass. Not too hard of a pass, but recognizing Zoo had a mismatch. And Zoo hit uh, either Tim Hardaway or Derek Jones with a jump hook. And then there was a lob. I thought he was solid. We saw a lot more ISO from James Harden in this game. Like his most isolation-heavy game. And look... I thought we got pretty good stuff out of it. But for people saying, you know, I hate Harden, this and that, I'm just saying this. I'm not a fan of the way he ISOs. It's a lot of dribbling for me. And it's all behind the three-point line. That's just not my style. But I'm not going to criticize it unfairly. He was still creating good stuff. He was still getting the step. And look, I was on blow-by watch. And in this game, he blew by Tim Hardaway. He blew by Luka Doncic. He blew by Grant Williams, who, by the way, Grant Williams is a very good defender. But it looks like he struggles against uh, guards on the perimeter. He's better against big body guys. Who's the other one he blew by? Jaden Hardy. The one guy he struggled to get by, weirdly, was Dwight Powell. But, yeah, Harden, maybe he's proven me wrong with the burst. Maybe he can still get by good defenders. But can he do it consistently? And will he do it in the second round and further is what I really question. But it's a good sign that he's moving like that. You know, his crossover is still lethal. All his moves start with the same combo. It's a tween cross in front. And he either hits you with the going left or... Hits the step back or hits you with that cross left to right. And a lot of times it's really hard to guard him without fouling when he hits you left to right. He does a good job of getting that left shoulder and putting it in front of you. So if you do reach, you're hitting his body. Master foul drawer. <laughs> and sometimes he gets these fouls, man, and the, the touch fouls on threes. And I'm like, I don't know how he gets these calls, but it's crazy because we've had to play against him for so long and now we're getting it. James Harden, despite the shooting, the poor shooting, he was 7 for 8 from the line. And had a double-double. 17 points, 5 rebounds, 11 assists, 2 blocks. Did a good job on Luka. So, solid performance from James. And those two threes in the fourth were very timely in isolation against Tim Hardaway. And I'll tell you this. Late in the fourth quarter, the Mavs... When the Clippers went small, we did not close with Zoo. Zoo did not play the fourth. So, he had 12 points and 9 rebounds on 5 for 6 shooting in 25 minutes. Didn't play the fourth at all. That's a really good stat line. And again, I was wondering, should he end the game? But you know Ty, he thought they were going to you know, target him and pick and roll. And they were starting to make threes, so he wanted to switch everything and double and have more quickness on the court to close out. And offensively, we, we can now kind of mismatch hunt our way. And a lot of times James Harden was trying to get Tim Hardaway on that switch. And they would let them switch, and then they would double. But what they were really trying to do, I think more so than get the ball out of Harden's hands, was put the ball in man's hands. Because here's the thing, Terrence Mann, and he's my favorite player on the team, he's doing a good job at the point of attack defensively. But he's not even looking at the basket sometimes. This is not the Terrence Mann that we've come to know and love as Clipper fans. He's usually been really good out of that short roll, decisive, try to get downhill, make easy reads. But now he's second-guessing himself. He's not looking at the basket sometimes. You can tell when he's looking to pass. I can always tell when a basketball player is looking to pass because I've been in those situations scared on a court before. And I'm not saying Terrence is scared, but he's playing a little scared and afraid of missing shots. Listen, a guy that's one for two from three, that was Terrence Mann in this game, should not be that hesitant to shoot threes. He was three for eight overall, seven points, four rebounds, one assist, and a block. Only one turnover. He needs to be better offensively. He needs to be more aggressive. There's no other way to say it. He's still a positive, 14 and three since he started. Facts. He needs to be more aggressive. There's no way around it. Russell Westbrook, how about him? The energy was fantastic. 
he had a rough stretch in the beginning of the fourth, that lineup with Coffey, Harden, Tyson, Norm. He was missing some shots, got a couple of turnovers. I think he had a live ball turnover that Dante Exum had a dunk on. That may have been in the third quarter, though, not fully remembering. But overall, I thought uh, Russ's impact was great. And he said some interesting things after the game in regards to his defense. Going to be talking about those coming up. This episode of Locked on Clippers is sponsored by BetterHelp. I have a secret Santa with my family and my best friend's family that we do every single year. And it's a good way to just give back to each other and surprise someone with something not too expensive, but it gets everybody in the holiday mood. Whether or not your family gives gifts during the holidays, you get to define how you give to yourself. And the holidays are a great time to do that. So whether it's by starting therapy, going easier on yourself during the tough moments, or treating yourself to a day of complete rest, remember to give yourself some love this holiday season. As human beings, we're really hard on, each, on ourselves. But sometimes, you've got to celebrate your wins and look at the year and all the good things you've done and give yourself a little pat on the back. It can never be too hard. If you've benefited from therapy, then you should absolutely try better help. I've benefited from therapy before. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. In the season of giving, give yourself what you need with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. All right, Clippers winning at 120 to 111 in Dallas for their ninth straight win, now 17 and 10 on the season. Let's talk about Russell Westbrook in this game. I thought his defense was spectacular. He was fronting Luka Doncic, having some great moments of ball denial. And he and James Harden have actually been playing well together lately in this winning streak. So I kind of get what it is. Russ and Harden can play together, but the big four all can't play together because that only one ball thing becomes very real. It's just too many guys that want the ball and too much Russ off ball or Harden off ball, and then you're just taking the ball away from Paul and Kawhi. So I think maybe Russ and Harden can play together, just not all four of them at once. So let's see if we can find a way to incorporate that with Paul George back in the rotation. And hopefully he is back in the rotation on Thursday against OKC because that's going to be a very tough game. Now before we talk about that one, I want to give a shout-out to our three bench guys in this one. We went eight deep. Daniel Tice, Russell Westbrook, and Norman Powell. Daniel Tice, I thought he had a better first half than second half. I thought second half he was struggling to play defense without fouling. Teams know that he's undersized. They're going to go to the rim against him, but made some good decisions out of the short roll, and he made two threes in this game. Tice, Tice, baby. Another guy in double figures for our clips. 11 points, two rebounds, two assists on four for four shooting, two for two from deep in 16 minutes. Daniel Tice doing his thing. Then there's Russell Westbrook, who had 10 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists, and 2 steals. He did turn the ball over twice. You want to see him keep that number down. 5 for 9, another efficient game. 0 for 2 from 3, no free throw attempts for Russ in 23 minutes of play. Then Norman Powell, he got 31 minutes. He had 21 points, 3 rebounds, 2 assists, and a steal on 7 for 10 shooting. And 3 for 6 from deep and 4 for 4 from the line. 70, 50, 100 splits. 7 for 10. 3 for 6 from 3. And really timely shots too. Let's get Norman Powell back into that 6 man of the year conversation. Let's get it. 
And by the way, on Daniel Tice, there were moments in the second quarter where we were switching him on a Dante Exum, and we've had a lot more moments where we've been very okay with switching Daniel Tice onto guards in that second unit, which Mason Plumlee just can't do. And he's been doing a really solid job moving his feet. The Dallas Mavericks, by the way, were letting Dwight Powell switch onto our guards. As you saw, he actually did a decent job staying in front of James Harden that time. But yeah, James Harden and Russ linked up pretty well. They had that give and go. There was that moment in the, the first half where James Harden drew two bodies and found someone found Russ for uh, mid-range on the left wing. I think James got the hockey assist on that one. Russ also had a beautiful pass to Daniel Tice on the break. Second quarter, when James was going to his ISO, he was trying to target Jaden Hardy a lot in the pick and roll. That's one thing I forgot to mention. But yeah, ending quarters was a little suspect for the Clippers. As for... By the way, I didn't mention this either. Part of the reason why the Mavs got in the game in the second half was they actually started their third quarter with Tim Hardaway instead of Dwight Powell. So they went five out. And it was starting to be a little bit of a problem for us defensively. And then they were starting to switch everything and starting to make some shots. So that led to us turning the ball over and playing some poor transition defense because they had a smaller, quicker lineup out there. But yeah. Now... Terrence Mann, by the way, he did make some big reads in that short roll. There was a lob to Kawhi and that floater. So even though he was indecisive, he still made some big shots. I want to give it to him. Now, as far as the game against OKC, people are saying, should we punt it? You know, Kawhi had a big fall at the end there. I wonder if his hip is sore or anything like that. But I hate the words punt in basketball. Hell no. If the players can play, we got to go. That's been the whole theme of this season. I've been saying for years, it's so hard to be, build a winning streak with this load management. If we have a scheduled back-to-back -back absence, then it's really hard to build winning streaks because you have back-to-backs in an NBA schedule. It's no surprise that when the Clippers stop load managing, they get their biggest winning streak in the 2-1-3 era. Of course you need luck with injuries, but they're not load managing. There's no back-to-backs being missed for Kawhi. That was part of his program when he first came to the Clippers, that he did in Toronto. He's hooping right now. If he can play, he should go. If we lose, it's fine, but let's lose trying. Punting? Nah, man. We got to get take every game we can get. We're attacking this regular season. We're not waiting for the future. Nah, we're attacking this. 27 straight games for Kawhi. 25 out of 27 for Paul George. Keep on knocking, Clipper Nation. As for Russell Westbrook, he had a very interesting quote after the game. He said, ain't no one playing better defense than me right now or something along those lines. I don't have the exact quote. But someone even suggested first team all, de or saying all defensive team. And he was like, I don't have one. I don't know why, but it would be nice to add it. Here's my thing on this. I don't think Russ is going to get enough minutes to be a defensive candidate. I also just don't know if he's going to be as good of a defender as guys that would be on that list. It's funny because some people came at me in the, in the YouTube comments saying the way I talk about Russ is as if he's like a Dylan Brooks or Marcus Smart on defense. No, I don't think he's that. I don't think he's an all-defensive guy. But he's been playing really good defense this season. And clearly Westbrook saw that stat about how he's like the, allowing the lowest field goal percentage one-on-one -on -one of any guard because he mentioned it kind of indirectly in that post game. He was like, yeah, the stats can speak for themselves. So here's what I like and I'm thinking. Russell Westbrook's very competitive. He wants to get more minutes. What's the one way you can get more minutes as a basketball player? Guard. Defend and play hard. The better Russell Westbrook plays defensively, if he really comes into every game like how he played against the Phoenix Suns in the playoffs last year, like, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be the best defender on the court, he'll get his minutes. 
And Russell Westbrook's just competitive enough to be like that. Like, okay, I'm not going to be running the show as much. This is James Harden's show. It's only going to be here and there. But you know what I can do to ensure more minutes? Be the best defender on the court. He's crazy enough. As a competitor, you might just start seeing an extra level of Russell Westbrook on D. We'll see. Clippers win it 120-111. to Kawhi Leonard. Kawhi, Kawhi, Kawhi. Kawhi, Kawhi. Tell him that it's human nature. Oh, man. Remember Snoop Dogg said that when he was trying to get him to be a Laker? And it's funny because I actually thought of that song version first. Technically. No receipt, though. No proof. Mr. Leonard. Mr. Leonard. Mr. Leonard. God damn. People really thought this guy was done. I was saying I was a little worried that he may not return to this level in the beginning of the season. And shame on me. But I wasn't one of those people saying Kawhi was washed, Kawhi was done, Kawhi should retire. People were like, Kawhi's done, man. I was never ready to mail that in. I was always, if you go back and look at the receipts of this podcast, I never phoned it in with Kawhi because I'm not going to do that over a small sample size. I've been watching basketball too long. And I've always said, even when Paul George was outplaying him the first 10 games, 15 games, I said, over time, though, Kawhi will regain his rightful spot. You know what's really helped that? Westbrook going to the bench. Shout out Brody. Shout out whoever made that call. It's been huge. James Harden doing a great job distributing. And you got to love it right now. OKC, I'll see you guys on Friday to talk about it. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Dime Dropper Pod. Subscribe to my own YouTube channel, Dime Dropper, for even more LA Clipper content. Went live after the game to give an uncensored talk right after it. And of course, Locked on Clippers. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure you leave a like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you comment, make sure you hit the notification bell so you know every single time we post a video. The age-old proverb continues. Go Clippers!